0: Welcome to Life Behind Beer, a podcast by Iron Horse Brewery. I'm Alex.
1: I'm Sabrina.
0: And I'm Wes. All right, we're back for episode 12 of today's fine show. I'll just kill the rest of this bottle. That'll yep. work out for me.
1: You uh, got a glass too.
0: I know, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kill kill the rest of the bottle anyway. Uh, welcome. We got our first beer on deck. We're we're working it out there. Uh And uh, so, so yeah, uh, Wes pretty much put together today's show. So he brought most of the beers on deck. Wes, what are we leading off with today?
2: We're starting with Sierra Nevada's Kölsch style ale, and it is a slightly Americanish version of that, which they tend to do, uh, but they do very well. They Sierra Nevada has worked with a lot of German breweries in the past, so. Uh, at least in the past in my opinion they've done quite a good job uh, paying homage to those German styles but many times kind of taking them in uh, their own slight new direction Uh, this is I really like Kolsch and I think this is an interesting twist on it they brewed with magnum hops as a bittering addition and then spalt and Laurel were the two later edition
1: hops mm, i really like it yeah it's good um i actually i've been really curious about colch's lately and i like that you called it a Kolsch style ale because i've been you know in the past i've been really resistant to resistant to these lighter beers um uh, but lately i've been trying a lot of colch's since like behind bars came out and i really love it even though it's like Kolsch, you know it's not Kolsch. um and today for at lunch, um, I popped over to Bruce's place and had the Drewbrew Kolsch. And then this, this is my third Kolsch ever. <laughs> and it's, they're all so different. Like, they're all so very unique. Um, what's up with that?
2: <laughs> well, all three of those examples uh, are good. And I would say all three of those are American twists on this version. And I am, I try to always say Kolsch style because... As with a lot of wine uh, regions, like say Champagne is the best example where technically Champagne is only from Champagne, France. Kolsch is uh, uh, what I'll call a beer appellation designation. Uh, In Europe, the only places that brew Kolsch are right in or near the city of Köln, Germany. Mm -hmm. So nowhere else, at least in Europe... Is going to call their beer Kolsch uh, out of both legal
0: and respect reasons. The official term for that is a protected geographical identifi- uh, indication.
2: Yes. I just said appellation because that's yeah. a wine term, but. It's okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I try to designate American beers as Kolsch style because yeah. there's, there's that out of respect. And I really like classic Kohlsch as well, but I also think that Sierra Nevada and there's some other American breweries, like ourselves, that have done a pretty good job taking style in other directions. Uh, this is nice because they use a newer hop, Laurel, but they also use a more traditional classic German noble hops, spalt, And you get it's a little bit of light citrusy, but you also get more of that kind of perfumed floral and white spice from, like, the Noble Hop character as well. So, And it also retains, there's this uh, one, I'd say, noteworthy aspect of real Kolsch is it has this interesting mouthfeel aspect that's kind of hard to describe, I guess. I've heard it described as Venice before, but maybe it's just a somewhat unique light astringency. There's a slight drying on the back end uh, when you take a sip, but it's not overpowering or, like, associated with bitterness, like uh, astringency in some IPAs and things like that. It's, it's definitely different, kind of unique. Nice.
0: Yeah, it's tasty. It's refreshing.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice and bright. Very bright.
0: I drank what I had real fast. <laughs> great. I would say a great summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting there. Nice today. In the eighties today. Oh my gosh, it was gorgeous
1: today. I actually am rocking a radioactive sunburn right <laughs> damn, now
0: damn.
1: from my lunch on Bruce's place patio, because I am a vampire <laughs> and catch fire in the sun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so what's our next segment? Well, what I wanted to try on? something out. Yeah. Um, I don't haven't. Totally solidified how I would like to do this, but if you're both willing, I wanted you to try a beer blind and see So curious. Okay. Maybe take it from there. Uh, I mean, why not? Do we need to take a
0: break before that, or do you want to just go into it? Or? We can go into it. Okay. I got it here. You oh, got it all, you yeah. all foil-wrapped and ready and to go. No one's looking at this. It's, a, it's exactly like when you get a mystery box, you know, <laughs> a mystery some, book. So, so a mystery no, when you trade beers, sometimes they'll throw in a beer that's wrapped like that, and uh, you know, on Reddit, you'll guess what it is. Um, somebody did it once with Irish Death, and they guessed it was a stout. That's really cool. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, Mister Beer is very light, and golden. It's not hazy. You can see my it's fingers right through it. Great head on it nice and thick it's got a strong hot nose yeah I'm trying to think what other smells is coming on with. this is good
2: I like this
1: I could a I sweetness to it yeah
2: what maybe mm-hmm. a little I'm bit of orange to sweetness do you get
1: I would say pineapple I think
2: okay kind
0: okay.
1: of sugary yeah
0: kind of like cotton candy maybe a little bit yeah okay. I
1: could see that like, really light sugar. Yeah.
0: Maybe
2: a little, a little meringue. Any ideas on what kind of style of beer this I, is?
0: I think it's an IPA. I, I think it's an IPA. I'm getting to kind of... Okay.
1: I'm smelling a lot of IPA. Ooh. I'm tasting IPA.
0: Yeah. I get that hop taste. Mm. Not very bitter, though, which is good.
2: Low bitterness?
1: Little, Low but bitterness.
2: not like. not like What do you say, Sabrina?
1: Is this crazy, aunt?
2: I <laughs> I will tell you at the end. I will tell you at the end. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, I taste that beer pretty good. I don't know, he did have to
2: cover the bottle cap.
0: If <laughs> I see those orange caps, you
1: know.
0: By the way, if you see an orange cap on an Iron rice beer, take a picture of it, post it Instagram, you may win prizes.
1: I was wondering what was up with those yeah. orange caps.
0: Well, we ran out of our regular caps, and we changed the color on our next caps, but we had a little bit of a waiting period between the two. Because so. huh. the old ones used to have the QR code and be red on yeah, the
1: I rim. Yeah, I saw that. The new ones
0: are gonna have the QR code and be yellow on the rim. Yeah. But we couldn't get them in time, so we had to have a stopgap measure, hence the uh, kind of ugly orange. Caps. I don't think
1: they're. I think they're
0: They do fit Crazy Ant like a champion. Mm-hmm. Right? They hit that label well. Yeah, back to our mystery beer.
2: Yeah, any other flavors? Once you take a sip,
0: definitely kind of a fruit fruitiness, light, Hmm. maybe marshmallow a little bit.
2: Okay, pillowy, pillowy. Pillows. Yep. I pillows It taste pillows tastes like pillows
0: <laughs> fresh I would hope fresh ho- would fresh, hope hotel clean. Pillows. Clean pillows. fresh hotel pillows clean fresh hotel pillows
1: I don't. Know. I don't think any beer should taste like a hotel pillow.
0: Yeah.
2: Personally, seems a little
0: iffy. All right, five star fresh hotel pillows, like Ritz Carlton pillows, not not like Holiday Inn pillows. Can we just say like just, brand new
2: pillows?
1: At yeah, brand there? new pillows. I prefer. Fine. I don't like the idea of like Fine. I take whatever. I take pillows with me to hotels because I don't like the idea of sharing pillows with thousands of strangers.
0: Yeah, whatever. Maybe I'm don't a
1: weirdo.
0: <laughs> Check for bed bugs, and you're good. All right. What? Any other thoughts, Sabrina?
1: Um, I get a lot of the hop character on the back end, like the um.
0: Yeah, it's on the back back side of it.
1: The um, it's like my throat bitterness is like back here, like on the back. But of my it's
2: still not like crazy. It's but
1: like, not yeah, it's not really intense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm so curious.
2: Well, <laughs> you are both right. This is crazy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so far. Plus every time I open the pub, I have to taste that beer to make sure that it's what it's supposed to taste like. And I'm so glad I nailed that. <laughs> Good
2: job. Well I It's a
0: great beer though.
1: It's uh, a fantastic beer.
0: <laughs> I do No, I do like I did like that as a blind taste test, I have no like preconceived notion
2: I do think this would be a fun segment. And yeah. maybe it can evolve in some sense mm-hmm. uh, and take other forms. but We can also do I it also as bonus episodes. This coming out the first week of May, it yeah. would be a good idea to tell people that the second release in our extended family series of IPAs yeah. is released in May, and it's, and it's the Crazy Ant Fruity IPA. Yeah. So look for it in stores. Come taste it at the pub.
0: Yeah, this will happen after ba- the Bacon and Beer Classic, but we'll have it in Seattle there. Yeah. before you can buy it.
1: Come see us. We'll all be there
0: it's going to be too late this is going to be on next week after we do the event <laughs> well hopefully you came and saw hopefully it. you were there and you said hi
1: oh bummer missed yeah, you
0: yeah. <laughs> no this is good I liked it because I didn't know what it was like anyone like this is what it's supposed to be you know yeah.
1: I liked it because I guessed right nailed
0: it. Yeah, that was I impressive. never get
1: I never win these games ever <laughs>
0: <laughs> granted
2: we just drank it on Tuesday so we're scared of that I think Gosh, we that would
1: have that would have been a ridiculous podcast
2: I also I'm like I know for myself tasting beers, especially beers that are too style blind, mm-hmm. was really helpful uh, in trying to learn like styles and things like that. When I wanted to get my certified cicerone, and knowing Sabrina here is wants to do that,
0: I also yes. want to do that, but it might take more time.
2: So, um, so, but it, this could be a good way to maybe try some different style.
0: That's a really that good. Think. No, I like it. You know, it's interesting because he cuz doing that on air. We do I would love to. <laughs> you know, we do those weekly tastings and it's like, you know, it's like taste the high five, taste the Irish death. and it's like I kind of know what those beers are supposed to taste like. I don't know. But this, not knowing what it was, kind of blindly going into it brought out I think it brought out different things because I wasn't I wasn't yeah. like forced into like It doesn't allow like, you to have yeah. preconceived no Right, exactly. So even a beer that I've already drank, it was like like finding a little new friend again, you know, a little bit in that way, because you weren't like in your head being like, "Okay, I know this no. beer, I know what I'm looking for, I know what style it is." So, yeah, props on that guy. Yeah.
1: We I should tell Ricky about that because I think that's good, a good point for the weekly taste yeah. test. I think that.
0: The... So we're supposed to know what it is. We punch in the thing, but I guess but you can, do can
1: it, just do it she by can batch number. Right? Just batch number. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, you could find some way to code it for sure. All right.
0: Anyways We'll bring that feedback I thought that might be That's A fun, a fun game to do. Nice. Thank you for playing that <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that We'll bring that up We can either do it As bonus episodes Or we could do it As other fun things But uh Are we ready for next You guys are Should still Drinking the Crazy Ant
1: right? And it's so funny I never ever got like All that sugar aroma Out of Crazy Ant I will say
0: before. I will say Compared to the first batch Of this beer It's come a long way I and To hit more of that Style You I think You were looking for Which is
2: amazing Um for clarification, as a, as a question to you, uh, when you said you smelled like sweet, and I smell the flavors. Now, on the palate, does it actually seem sweet to you, or is it just kind of those flavors associated with sweetness? I,
1: I, don't think it's excessively sweet on okay. the palate.
2: It tastes sweet, but it's not. But it's it, like but it's not supposed but to. But it's like like crazy fruit, sweet. Yeah, like fruit flavors and other kind of flavors that it's, are associated with sweetness. Right. Not necessarily. It's not necessarily sweet. But it on tastes. The palate. It
0: tastes more like
2: actual fruit as opposed to
0: fruit you know what i mean like people think fruit they think like fruit juice they think like Mm -hmm. 20 cups of sugar on top of (laughs) a small amount of strawberries yeah you know as opposed to this is like like eating a natural pineapple or a natural orange or something Mm -hmm. like that you know and just getting that essence of it Mm -hmm. yeah for sure that's uh that's my takeaway from it
1: i'm so glad we did this
2: (laughs) i'm so happy (laughs) yeah that's impressive all right all right
0: All right, we're pouring the next beer. Uh,
2: Alex, where'd you find this beer?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, the next beer we're drinking, let me get into the beer first, and then I can give the uh, the weekly plug. Um, hey, that, guess, they, that we, we, we <laughs> personally pay for. Um, I poured myself a big glass because we got two cans. Anyway. Oh, good news. Uh, uh, so we're drinking uh, a whale. This would be considered a whale. People look for it. People are excited about it. Not as much as uh, the double, but this is, uh, or the IPA, this is Pseudo Sue, a pale ale from Toppling Goliath out of Decorah, Iowa. I believe, also, they have started mating beers in Florida, so I don't know if this is from which plant. But anyway. Wait, um, do they have their own... Production facility down there, or are they contracting? I think they're contracting, but okay. I don't know exactly. But it's allowed them to expand to the East Coast. Like they just got distribution in Massachusetts and things. So okay. they're expanding crazily. Pseudo um, Sioux and then its larger component, King Sioux, uh, is probably their most. Oh, and also their uh, Breakfast Stout Morning Delight uh, is probably their biggest known beers. And so this is a single hop Citra pale ale that they make called Pseudo Sue. They do it in conjunction. Uh, It's also a fundraiser for the Field Museum in Chicago, uh, which is why it has a T Rex on their can because it helps support them. And the Field Museum's mascot is Sue the T Rex. Nice. That is
1: a lot of great information. There you go. And I always wondered about the T Rex.
0: Based out of Chicago, I love Chicago. They work out together. T Rex but anyway
1: this beer is oh, aromatic
0: and it's definitely hazy
1: super hazy I can't
0: see
2: Wes
1: <laughs> way to go <laughs>
2: uh, I get a ton of pineapple not just pineapple yeah. juice mm-hmm. oh, that's, once again like the, the mm. green kind of underripe pineapple like the pineapple leaves as well and yeah. things like that unfortunately this doesn't like have a, whole pineapple. a date on the can so I don't know when it was
0: canned but I think fairly recently because it appeared on Tavor, Tavor like
1: with
0: I was wondering it. what that like
1: earthy bitterness was. And I think it's the pineapple leaves, the greenness.
2: Yeah, it definitely has a little bit of that green quality to it. Mm, I really
0: love it. But to answer your question, once I got it on Tavor.com Nice. Imagine that. Check out Tavor.com Tavor. and you can you can get uh, rare beers delivered direct to your door. check them out at Tavor.com. Uh, that's that, right. We all use it. We gotta that like, check will be coming any yeah, day. <laughs> <but>
1: <laughs> my box comes tomorrow, nice. and I'm stoked. It's a good one. I that
0: save on. Five. I save fifteen dollars on shipping by driving to Seattle. I and, sure don't. But I do spend twenty five dollars. Because I have no <laughs> I <was gonna> say, Are <laughs> you really saving? Well, actually, so here's the deal with with doing that. When I went for my first crate, I drove there and I picked it up, and they took the time to. Pack my next crate in this crate, so I didn't wow. have to do two crates. I could just nice. get it all at once. There you go. So that
1: is saving. It was awesome. But you also had to drive in Seattle. Well, what a to, special oh, kind of hell?
0: I had to go to Seattle anyway. So. Oh well, in that case. And I took a day. I like, you know, I, I went to the, I went to Tavor, I went to the Living Computers Museum, I took Hawkins to Magnuson Park, I had Dick's oh. Hamburgers, we saw a Mayor's friend who lives in uh,
1: somewhere, Columbia
0: City or <laughs> Mount Baker
2: or whatever. Yeah. So. So it was a day. So, okay. man That's man So <laughs> as we're sipping on this beer, should we get into yeah. the first main topic? Probably. I people, imagine People so. like that when we actually do yeah. that. When we actually talk I'm about sure this. Like, I'm like, sure people enjoy us just, talking about beer, but... Let's you talk know, about beer-related topic while we talk about it. You know, we'd love things. to know what you'd like to us to talk about, so you should
0: shoot us an email at podcast hey, at yeah. IronHorsebrewery.com and let us know what you like, what you don't like, and also write us a review. We got a really nice five-star review on iTunes about a week ago. We'd love more of them. We'd love that's to hear from amazing. you, so uh, take care of that. But anyway. Uh, yeah, let's get into uh, some beer talk, because that's uh, why we're here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Though drinking beer is also a good reason to be
2: here and just letting the mic roll. But anyway. I think the drinking the beer is why we're here and the beer talk is why <laughs> probably why people are
1: listening
0: because you're not there. You're not here you're not able to drink the beer with us. So it's kind if of you like you
1: want to drink beer us, maybe we can work something out. Email us. Uh, that's right.
2: <laughs> so you too could be a
0: guest on huh? like fine.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Anyway. So our first topic is uh article Alex, I think yeah. uh brought up. It's about a new trend in um, the recreation tourism realm of hotels having beer concierge service. Seems to take a few different forms, right? But what it seems uh, a big part of it is if people are going, uh, planning vacations around. Kind of beer-centric things and want to discover beer, which is a huge thing. I see
0: people on Reddit all the time, like, "Hey, I'm coming to Seattle. Hey, I'm going to Kansas City. Hey, I'm going to Nashville. Mm-hmm. What brewery is going to hit? What bars do I need to
2: hit?" You know. So. Yeah. So these hotels are offering to like help them kind of point them in the right direction. Some give them whole itineraries and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, places to go. So is that something that either of you like? Would would either of you ever do that?
1: I, as a matter of fact, I was just saying before you got here, um, Caitlin and I were going to do the certified sister in exam this September in Seattle. Unfortunately, it's sold out, so we can't. And so one of the other options is going to Denver in November for it. And this hotel Teatro that's on here um, is in Denver, and I'm like, well, oh, shit. It sounds good to me. And they have like a whole charcuterie thing, like a bike and brew package. And I was reading about it and I was like, Oh Wes, you just set me up. But yeah, I would totally do this. In fact, on a much smaller scale, I've already, I've already seen this locally. Um, we did my friend Hannah's, uh, 30th birthday recently. Um, and we went to Roslyn and we got an Airbnb in Roslyn and like, you know, did the Roslyn thing and Swiftwater and all that. But in the Airbnb, they had a Roslyn Co growler and a little note that said, hey, take this note and this growler down to Roslyn Co. and have a growler fill on us. Nice. And I was like, this is so cool. And, you know, I've seen this on a much grander scale, too, where they do, like, beer spas. Like, you go take, you know, beer baths in the beer spa. And, like...
2: Wait, you actually, like, bathe I, in beer?
1: Apparently. That's a thing. Like, you can fill your bathtub with beer and sit in it. And I'm like, well, that sounds sticky. But I don't know about that. But, like,
0: this... But well, you're in the tub. You can drain the tub and then hit the shower.
1: There you go. You, you Wait, does it actually have
0: any, like, benefit for your skin, though?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> actually, it might. I've
0: maybe seen, if it's, like, an oatmeal stout, you know, like an oatmeal bath. That there might you work go. That well,
1: and craft beer's got all kinds of weird cosmetic things coming out, too. I've seen, like, beer shampoo.
0: Well, beer soap's a huge thing. I've beer soap? Beer soap? They
1: sell that at Mule and Elk. They sell that at, uh, else? Well, I've seen that at maybe at Warsaw. Um But, yeah, they, they've got all these weird, like, craft beer, you know, Beauty products and you know, tourist attractions and things like that. The, the craft beer industry is uh, trending in all kinds of different weird arenas. Right so, now. yeah,
2: it definitely is. My, I had a slightly adverse reaction reading this article, in that, not that I'm against these concierge services, but for myself, going somewhere. I kind of, I like researching and like figuring out, oh, this is where I want to go and stuff and kind of exploring on my own. This is the lazy man's
1: approach to beer tourism. Uh,
2: (laughs) And and so you're kind of getting another person's opinion of where you should go. And if their tastes and uh, like opinions and things line up with yours, then that could be really awesome. Mm -hmm. But... If they don't, then maybe you aren't super happy.
0: Well, I mean, like, all right. It, you know I think the you know the best option that I've seen here I'm going to be completely biased because that's that's kind of my role on the show uh, is reading about <laughs> like, reading about the H- reading right. about
1: the- <laughs> he has stayed in that hotel
0: <laughs> I haven't stayed I haven't stayed there but reading about reading about Hotel Vermont uh, in Burlington Vermont which is a great hotel I've been there uh, where he takes you to, where he does oh, like it. he sits down and he has like a f- and he like goes through a Flight with you, so he goes over the beers and talks to you while you're having a flight. I think is a good option because then you're, then you're not just giving handed itinerary. You're like, okay, I like this beer, I hate this beer, I enjoyed this, and then they can kind of sculpt that itinerary around what the beers you're. They
1: help you build an itinerary.
0: Yes, that's that's what happens. So instead of just being like, this is where to go. He will have it He will sit down And he will be like Okay alright You like this beer So this is Hill Farmstead Here's how to get to Greensboro You like this beer This is Hetty Topper. Here's how to get to Stowe You like this beer This is Switchback It's right downtown It's really easy It's everywhere It's the number one selling beer In the state Anyway You know It's really <laughs> Things like that So I think that's a better Aspect of it And also You know Going there is <laughs> Going there um, Their hotel bar Juniper Is just It's one of the best beer bars In the state So you know, you really have to Go anywhere. You could just stay in the hotel, hang out at Juniper, hang out at End of the Wood, and enjoy a lot of the great beers. And then the best, one of the best breweries in the state, Foam, is like ten steps from the hotel. So you really could just go to Hotel Vermont. You could go to Foam. You could go to the um, uh, Farmhouse Tap and Grill, and, and really you don't have to travel anywhere. You could just really enjoy the best of the state from there. So you know there are aspects like that.
1: Well, it does keep it simple. So, I would... Uh,
0: <laughs> but, of course, I'm going to tout the Vermont bar. So, <laughs> of, of course, course. Surprise, surprise I
1: want to go to the Denver bar. <laughs> yeah.
0: See, when I go to Denver, like, Denver, like, for, for beer, there's just so many breweries. You could, like, throw a rock and hit a brewery. So, it's, like, it's, it's, it's less important, I guess, because, you know... It's well,
1: and like, that's the thing. Like, I went to Tacoma, and... You know, it's not its not quite that saturated, but there were so many breweries, I, there was no way I could get to all of them. And so having something like that where it could be like, you know, these are the ones you definitely have to get to.
0: In Denver, there's only one brewery you have to get to. Crooked Stay. <laughs>
1: Well I've heard that I before <laughs> no, I'm just
0: kidding i just being an asshole now That's it. <laughs> anyway Okay yeah I'm just gonna say We're not Snod can Or get well, the fuck out
1: Bless, bless you
0: no. Now Denver has a lot Of great <laughs> breweries. That I love Station 26 Joyride Anyway you Continue I'm sorry She wanted to be An asshole there for more
2: Another like
1: interesting so
0: aspect Of
2: long. Beer Wrecking tourism To me Is I, I kind of as with a lot of things in the industry compared to things in the wine industry. And you look at the wine industry on their tourism end, and a lot of these areas that have a lot of wine tourism are based around, like, where grapes grow. So, like, Napa Valley, because a bunch of vineyards and grapes grow there, so that's where the tourism is sprung up. Right. Where they're making the wine and where the grapes are growing. Um, and plenty of other examples like that. It's interesting to me because I feel like still, um, beer is not as connected with place as right. wine is. You know, so how many people vacation in Yakima during hop season? But that's what I'm saying. Is Nobody. I, think, I think the brewing industry and places like Yakima could capitalize on that. Yeah. The fact that it's not—I've it, I've said this for several years— and it surprises me there's not more breweries in the Yakima area and that's changing somewhat. There's some up and they're coming really things opening but the fact that there's not like uh, a hotel in the Yakima area called like The Hop something yeah. or whatever right. and they're not all about this beer concierge Yakima you could that. put it in like Toppenish and like I like Toppenish like, anywhere in that area you know? but I'm just saying that way, you could have that sense of place like they uh, rely on in the wine industry right. with tourism, and you could build up a whole well, I mean, area of tourism around that. I kind think of
0: it's thing. also time. You know what I mean? Like, Napa Valley has been a wine destination for 50 years at this point. You know, think about like beer and hops. Like, hops, the rise of the IPA can probably be traced to like, <laughs> that, like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, sure, 1986, but in the public consciousness, really like 1995, 1996, right? Like that wave of brewers. So that's only 20 years. Now, also, that's also a very smaller segment than wine drinkers and also wine drinkers are kind of different conceptually than (laughs) than beer
2: drinkers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So So I think there's a different. (laughs) Ah. Please tell
1: me. Well, uh, now you've done it. Well,
0: I think it's like it's like there's more of a you know, for for a beer drinker, freshness is at the brewery, right? Like that's in their head. Like you know, like I'm going to go to where that was fermented now. Okay, and it, you know they take hop, you know hops are what are they? they're flash frozen. I can't remember. They're they're vacuum sealed. I, yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just you know, eh. there's a few different ways. So anyway, so those pellets are then sent everywhere. Right. So it's less of, you know, for that, it feels less of, oh, I need, I don't need fresh hops. Like I need fresh grapes. So in the mindset, there's not, oh, I can go to the brewery and get the freshest beer. People don't think, oh, if I go to Bailbreaker, which is on a hop farm, I'll get eat something even more fresh because I am on site to where hops go straight from there into the fermenter within like a day.
2: Yeah, you know what I, mean? I get your point. I'm saying that's a failure on the brewing industry. Oh, part. totally.
0: No, I'm not I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah, that. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm saying we we should yeah. capitalize on that. Well, that's like I think I read an article. I saw an article. I didn't get to read it unfortunately, but it was like brewers, all brewers should go to Yakima for for hop season. Like, like totally and like not a lot of them do and it's like a thing you know like they look in a catalog they're like oh citrus the hot hot I'm going to order it, but they don't like, like our brewers, you know, they, they go and Ricky and everybody, they go down to, I to think Amy, Amy
1: even went this yeah. year.
0: They we went down to Yagma and they like smelled and crushed and like really checked out the hops. That's why we got that experimental oh, one man. for a Danksicle milkshake IPA. And, and that's a real advantage that we have being a, a Washington state brewery, which is awesome. And, and a lot of great brewers do that, but it feels like more brewers should do that in order to get that really like make that connection. And if I think more brewers do, it, then they'll be able to make that connection and pass it on to, to the consumer. But, uh, yeah, that's my thought. So maybe it's that more than, than, than uh, it was less condescending than I think my tone came to.
2: it. No, right I get totally get your point. And I think a large part of it is that, uh, maybe somewhat different. Whereas the wine industry has their tourism centers around large growing areas it seems at least at this point that um, beer beer tourism is more based around like urban centers. Yeah, exactly. Larger cities and things like that.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. But then again, you know, like
2: think about it this way. Like
0: somebody comes to Yakima, they come for hop season. Maybe they go to Fresh Hop Fest. They go to Bale Breaker. They go to Varietal. They go to Valley. They go to Yakima Craft. They go to Brawny Greek. But beyond that, what else do you do in Yakima? You know what I mean? Like, they, they need, like, there's. What
1: else do you, need? you can say that
2: about,
0: like, yes. Napa area, though, too. But Napa's, like, close to, like, you can, like, go to Napa for a day and then you can go down back to San Francisco. True. I mean, you can go to Yakima for a day and then go back to Seattle, I guess. Yeah. If you really want or to go Or come to
1: Ellensburg, come hang out. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I think even Washington. Okay, uh, uh, here's a. So maybe it's a Washington area. tourism fan. No, because. Walla Walla has done a great job that's true. with their wine tourism. Ooh, that's true. And that's what else out you there. Walla Walla?
1: Go visit the prison. Hang out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Hang out this. with uh, oh, Drew, Drew
0: Bledsoe. Hang out with Drew Bledsoe yeah. and drink his wine. Well,
2: he has some great wine.
0: <laughs> he does have great wine. Uh, so I don't, Sorry, guys. I don't know. That's just, that's just, you know, thoughts on that. You know, a food scene. I mean, what's the best? You know, I mean they're working on it. Crafted, I guess. Yakima steak. Uh, that
1: Kawichi Creek place is tasty. It's
0: true. Oh, well, Cowichan Canyon. Yeah, Canyon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not- I
0: believe that. Which one's owned by Jim Rowe? I think that's the
1: one. One of them's Jim... owned by Jim Rowe. Don't tell me that.
0: No. He owns one.
2: He owns. Take some, it back. He owns some steakhouse down there. I mean, but not yeah. a
1: Kawichi one, right? No,
2: Cowichan Canyon's good, and I can't. Remember. I really want to try the new restaurant that the. Oh yeah, is like open. Yeah called uh it's like easy tiger and it's like a pacific rim inspired like noodles yeah, like, poke bowls and things oh, like I that like.
0: I tell you what I think it'll happen though I think it'll happen I actually think it'll happen here first um I In think the valley I think when they get when they finish the pass and it's six lanes from Seattle to Easton You're gonna, and it's two hours to commute from Everett, or it's two hours to commute from Ellensburg. You're gonna start to see an influx of people from the west side, and the whole culture in this area is gonna change.
2: Hey, I'll just put this out there. Anyone out there that has a lot of money and wants to start a beer centric hotel in Yakima, all beer concierge. There you go. Bam! I like it. I'll
1: surf part time. Like, yeah,
0: you got our help. <laughs> I'll do mar- I'll do marketing. Yeah. I will do your marketing for you at that <laughs> hotel.
1: There
0: <we> go, <laughs> go. Uh, so anyway, Uh We'll work that out. Yeah, but but yeah, it's interesting. interesting. That's my thought on what's going to happen out here. Yeah. I think I think as soon as it's easier and it's less winter based to get over the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. going to happen. And you're right. right. the overall, I ins- mean, it's already kind of
2: starting to happen. But I, th- I think it'll be. And as an overall industry, you're right. It is behind wine as far as tourism goes. Yeah. So, part of it is time. Again, I think it's conception. You know what I mean? Like,
0: you know, I think about beer in the '80s. You know, you're drinking a Miller Lite. Great, it's got hops. Do I care where the hops come from? No, beer comes from Milwaukee. That's what my mar- that's what the marketing has told me. Mm. Look, right. It's fresh beer made on Plank Road in Milwaukee, and and that's what I'm going to go to the when I go on a beer vacation, I'm going to go to Milwaukee, see a Brewers game, and, and go to the Miller Brewery, which which I've done. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and that's you know so with the with the rise of craft, I think part of that is changing already. You know, when I go on a beer vacation, I'm going to go to Vermont. I'm going to go to you know I'm going to go to. Kansas Mostly. City, I'm gonna go to Denver, I'm gonna go to San Diego, you know, and, and so it's kind of there's the change already happening. Can that change continue to where it's hey, let's go see where they make hops and check out breweries that have access to those
2: fresh hops? Yeah, mm, for sure. So nice. Yeah. Well, should we go to our next beer? Sure, which is I'm pretty sure Weird Beer Watch. <laughs> well, well, no, hold on. Um. Is it not? Am I wrong?
0: It is, but we're going to take an ad break first. Okay. <laughs> we got to get that in there because we're, you know, we got, yes. we got bills to pay. So That's true. Bills to pay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we'll be right back with more great beer more great talk. You're listening right here on Life Behind Beer, a podcast by Iron Horse Brewery. Weird Beer Watch is presented by Ascend It, a new double dry hopped pale ale from Iron Horse Brewery. with Citra hops send it because waiting can wait right welcome back life behind beer a podcast by iron horse brewery and uh, we're on segment two of episode 12 and uh, it's time for weird beer watch weird beer watch (laughs) <laughs> Just keep doing that. It's great. Uh, and uh, again, Wes brought today's weird beer. So what do we got, bud? Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, man,
1: it's alive!
0: It is. Apparently uh, it's gushing a little bit. Not as much as my homebrew. No, certainly I mean, not.
2: I still have bottles of that in my fridge. I really it really is. Uh, this open. is okay.
1: a killer can,
2: too. Stark's Berliner Rausch Saison. It's called Saison de Higgs. Oh, oh, yes. That's it's the name a, of the beer? It's yes. named after the Higgs boson because it's all merging it's it's nice. and shit. Beautiful. Um, Love a good science reference. It is a mashup of uh, Berliner Weiss, a uh, rough beer, and a Saison. Where's it from? Who makes it? Um, Hoffenstark. And, and they are from, I am going to blink now that you're asking. <laughs> 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 is it on a can? Well, I'm petting a cat, so
1: I'm petting a cat. I'm a petting can't, a cat, so a I am petting a cat i a cat so i can not look lot. at this can. Nice. It's uh, Boston. There you go. More New England beer. Oh, it's got a few actually. It's also it's, it's got a contract uh, brewed. Oh, it's distributed by somebody in New York, oh. but it's brewed and canned in uh, Boston.
0: It looks like they're based out of uh, La uh Quebec.
1: Quebec, eh? Just outside Montreal. Yeah, it does say brewed and canned for Stark by Dorchester Brewing. Oh, okay. So Boston. contract
0: brewed at Dorchester Ooh, by a Canadian brewery. So there, it there we go. All right. Apparently, Alice is done with me. So
1: the catalog. This is
0: just their uh, their brewery is from just northeast of Montreal, but apparently they're doing some contract brewing with Dorchester Brewing, Dorchester, Massachusetts, former residents of. Alexander Rosby. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander, Alexander Rosby. Alexander. Alexander Rosby. Alexander. Alexander. That's it. That's all you're gonna pour.
1: Well, I want to make sure you get some too. Oh, wee.
0: So, so this what? is several different styles in one. Yeah.
1: It is so, so fragrant. All
0: right. Let me read the can. Berliner Roche Cezanne, a refreshing low-gravity beer with a lot of flavor. Boson de Higgs does not fit into any category, but it will certainly have you travel with every sip. At first, a general note of smokiness will leave its place to a nice wheat taste. At the end of your glass, you will find a rush, refreshing saison yeast ester taste. Believers in more is better will not understand. No. Um, crazy, crazy Canadian. Canadian. Oh, we have a Canadian beer. Ah, oh, should drink that. We have a Canadian beer waiting for us in the fridge at work. I need to grab. Hopefully, nobody
2: drank it. Uh oh. So I don't
1: think anybody looks I in that fridge. Really,
2: really Very nice, light so. in color. Yeah, it's strong. It's clear.
1: Beautiful. I don't know.
0: I smell that smoke. It smells like smells like bacon.
2: smells like bacon. Smells like bacon. I should like <laughs> like know that because we ate a lot of it last weekend. <laughs> Or came back to uh, a Sabrina's comment um, when you said on tap that you had a beer that <laughs> tasted beer like meat. This beer tastes <laughs> like meat. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that about this beer?
1: <laughs> I can definitely smell bacon. I haven't tasted it yet, yep. so I can't attest yep. to that. Yeah. It, it tastes
2: work? like
1: it tastes like
0: it tastes like.
1: Oh my god! It, tastes, it like, tastes like you
0: take like you take like a light lager and then just like. Like I took a drink of like like oh fuck am having a hard time with this one.
1: Lay it on us, Alex.
0: I drank I drank like a Narragansett, and then I ate like a bacon but like a but like a sandwich that was like just bacon. A like bacon nothing sandwich. else which is like bacon.
1: I definitely get a lot of the smoke flavor. I would say certainly smoked pork. Um Oh no, gosh, the good. smell.
0: I love it though. This is delicious. It smells like
1: a campfire. I would
0: drink the shit out of this beer <laughs> on a regular basis. Bacon beer for the win.
1: <laughs> Why
0: is this not there last weekend? This needs They need to get this beer there.
2: Yeah.
1: Come on. Maybe at
2: other locations. They do do it throughout the country. Have you not so had Route Beer before? No. Really? Yeah. I don't think
1: I have. Wow. No, no.
2: definitely so. bringing some of this podcast. Okay. Right.
1: Do it, Wes. Do it. Educators.
2: <laughs> oh, man. This is fucking
0: delicious. It's delicious.
1: I'm missing the Saison component, but they promised you at smells the end. Like,
0: it smells like so. I was a kid. I used to go to this pizza joint run by a friend's dad in my hometown, Wayto, Vermont, and he would make sandwiches for me that were focaccia bread, pizza sauce, and bacon. And that was it. <laughs> it's like drinking that sandwich. Which is amazing.
1: I'm so jealous. I want a bacon sandwich. That <laughs> was so
0: good. It was so good. And now we're not friends with them anymore. And I will never get that sandwich again. Plus, the restaurant closed. It's, ah, it makes me upset. Uh
1: oh. Anyway. You've oh spent several of our gracious. last podcasts upset, Alex. <laughs> I think I think we need an intervention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's going to be very special episode twenty. We're yeah. saving it for that. All right? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's very smoky. Um, Yeah, I think that... Sorry, I'm getting my untapped.
2: I'm giving this a five out of five.
1: Good job. The beer
2: uh, component definitely, I think, especially if you haven't had that style of beer before, kind of takes your attention right away. But there's... If you kind of look underneath that, there are other things going on. There's a light touch of citrus and, like, pepper um, that I'm going to assume, like, the pepper especially maybe... Is part of the saison component. Um, it's definitely not as sour as a traditional Berlin Weisse. No, not at all.
1: I don't. I wouldn't even begin to say sour with this beer. But
2: it does have a lemony component. Yeah, that's soft, soft and lemony, and there might actually be some. I would not be surprised if there's some wheat in the malt bill, which would also be a characteristic of... Well, and well, I was that's...
1: thinking, like, it's not super clear. I was thinking there must be something going on with, like, wheat, some protein want... component. Sorry. Sorry. It's yeah. Okay. You no. can... I mean, you had something to say in the middle well, of my sentence. What... Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. All right? No, that's why I wanted to bring in
0: the sandwich, because it's not like I'm just eating bacon. I'm <laughs> so excited about the sandwich. You no! Know, it's Do like But but it's like, it's not like I'm just, it's not that I'm just getting the bacon. Like, I get what you're saying, because I'm getting, like, like the focaccia bread, right? It's, like, there's herbs, and it's, like, it's really a weird kind of bread. So, I'm getting that kind of malty build on it. And then the tomato sauce, I'm also getting mad. I'm getting a quite a little bit of vegetable on it. So, it's not just a bacon beer. It's, like, it's like that it's sandwich. literally, like, that sandwich, and it's, like, <laughs> making me go crazy. So, I'm sorry.
1: You are losing sandwich. it, man. You're I coming a Hinge.
2: <laughs> no, it's, that is great. I've said this before, but my favorite, like, sensory, like, descriptors and things like that on people that have because our, our memory and our sensory systems are so intertwined and so, especially when it comes to those very unique and specific memories that people have and the sensory attributes associated with those, and something like this just clicks with you and you go, that is that one thing. Right, exactly.
0: Put in a beer. It's, it's like, awesome. It's like, it took that whole sandwich and it like, it's like I threw it through a blender and then like fermented it and made it beer. <laughs> it's so love, blowing I, my yeah, mind.
2: I love seeing people get excited about that kind of stuff. It's That's awesome. wonderful. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry, you're... Sorry to I, cut you off. No,
1: just, you're clearly much much... more stoked on this beer I was just going to talk about I don't know where I can buy a case where can you buy a case where'd you get this
2: Um, I think this was a limited release beer nice but uh, it's okay it's all right. you know you should email the brewery about it Alex yeah tell them to make more I would like a case in this please Please send, two. <laughs> I
0: will
1: pay a top dollar. <laughs> For your sandwich beer. <laughs> well, hey, and I have good news, Alex. There's a tad left in the can, and I think you should have it. Ah, I okay.
2: think, yes, that's a priority. I think
1: it's only fair ah. since his, you know... Don't drink it out of the can, <laughs> you animal! <laughs> Put that shit in the glass!
2: <laughs> I mean... It is just a shaker pipe.
1: It's better than I can. I know. I'm, just,
0: I'm just joking. I just didn't want to waste a drop.
1: <laughs> He's going to like cut open the can yeah. and lick it? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: what, I, what I do on my time is my time. Thank you. That's
2: <laughs> some good
1: shit, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, um So I'm a big fan of this beer. I
1: just
2: want to put it out there. And- it is delightful. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> any, any other thoughts besides sandwiches? <laughs>
1: well, I was going to say, I think you're right about there being some wheat in the green bill because uh, it does have a very tiny bit, a little tiny bit of haze. And I always, my first thought with, with beers that are not intentionally hazy is something, something in the malt, some proteins or something. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah.
2: A novice. No, that's that's <laughs> not a novice name. That's totally reasonable. I'd say uh, either malt or yeast are going to be the two things mm-hmm. that usually contribute some kind of cloudiness to a beer. So that's a totally reasonable thing to to go for.
1: Not as exciting as sandwiches. but I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got really into it. I'm sorry.
1: Hey, don't be sorry. sorry. You, you are, you're fine.
0: It's awesome. (laughs) All
2: right. Well, do we want to have topic two or is that, you know?
1: Yes. Shall
2: we? Let's get into topic two. Let's. I definitely have some thoughts about this. I'm so
1: glad you said that because I'm reading this and I'm like,
2: Oh, this doesn't make sense
1: compared to like, after what we just talked about in topic one, this is completely counterintuitive, right? Well, let's just
2: say... Well, let's introduce the topic first. Yeah, probably before we talk about it. (laughs) So, um, the National Beer Wholesalers Association's annual conference was recently, and the big topic there was about how to spur industry growth and work as a cohesive industry to, to... build one another up and kind of work towards that growth as a whole industry. Um, It's a bit of a tricky situation because a lot of the parties involved in this are associated with big beer.
1: And that's apparent.
2: Uh, Yes. This article, I think, uh, the beer Institute, which they do a lot of big number crunching and some of it can be pretty helpful, but unlike the brewers association that just, um, works for independent beer, the beer Institute is a beer industry wide organization that also, um, lobbies for big beer and stuff, not just craft breweries. It's just beer in general. Um, I think it's safe to say that at least some distributor organizations and groups also have big beer ties and interests at heart as well. So there's definitely some complexity going on here. And they make a couple of valid points, which I'll say what I think is valid, but they also have some things that I take issue with. It seems like especially in the past few years and including in this article and what they talked about at this uh, the most recent conference is they're they're saying beer is losing overall market share to wine and spirits. And I keep on hearing different versions of this this argument or whatever you want to call it. Do you remember when, I mean, if do you remember you, when AB came out with that, that whole like advertisement, that video and it was the AB high end, the craft brewers. Yeah. Bought, I mean, every single, it was all of them going like, Oh, we're still craft beer.
0: Every single video from the high end is, is like, I can't remember the guy's name, but preacher's probably the guy from Elysian, the guy who stayed, not the guy who left. Yeah, D- Dick left, the other guy stayed. Yes. Anyway, and every single video is like. Guys, we can't be against each other because wine and spirits is gonna come kick our yes. ass. And that's like every
2: video from those guys. And it's something they and constantly talk about. It, right. And it's like, no, guys, it's uh, and it's, uh, it's silly because they're saying we're losing market share to wine and spirits, but you look at it and you start parsing the beer and market share. Mm-hmm. Big beer is is down, in, in is flattening down. And I understand that. Craft independent craft is growth has slowed, right. but it's still growing.
0: Right, right. It, it's well, not It's not. It's not the twenty percent it was ten years ago. It may be like one to three percent, but that's still, well, still growth. Like five, but yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah well, and, and like I said, it's apparent in the wording of this article. It's a very biased article. Um, you know, down at the bottom, it's like these are some ways to grow our category based on this person's research. And it says slowing the rate of decline for domestic light beer.
2: Yeah, three out of the That's the
1: first fucking point.
2: Three out of the four points
1: well, so, are all so big beer points.
0: Just to, just to put it out there, that's not from the article that's actually in the research for this. So yes. Right,
1: but it's biased research. I went to grad school right, 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 I love right, biased right. research. No, I understand. I
0: that's you know, it's coming from yeah. it's coming from I don't know what IWSR is, but anyway, their consultant Randy Rand. Right. I just want to put it on there that clear, so it's not. Yeah. Hating on Justin Kendall. Yeah, the, Justin Kendall does great stuff for Brewbound. Yeah. The so article and Brewbound that. the website are not the one. Yeah. Right. Exactly what saying. I just want to put it out there, yes. so I'm not like like just, in case Justin Kendall somehow hears this podcast, like, hey man, they were hating on you. It's like, no, dude, you read a lot of great articles. You do a lot of great work. That was directly from Rand's research, which I don't know what organization it was, but.
2: Yes, yeah. you're correct. The news organization that published this article and the writer are not the ones saying right. those things. Yes, yeah. but to Sabrina's point, the people that's saying still, these that's things, still shitty research. The, people research. Doing the research. Doing <laughs> research. It's uh, yes. research
1: with a with a goal in mind. It's like, um, you know, I used to I used to teach a relationships course, and some a lot of the the problem with online dating research is that it's paid for by online dating websites. <laughs> and so...
0: Well, it's like... Um, at the
1: end of the day, it doesn't really count, right? Well, it's
0: like, um, you know, so our first article, which was fine, is from a publication called October, which is a, a which is a uh, joint venture between Pitchfork and... ZX, the, the high... Z, uh, ZX Ventures, which is essentially the high end. Yeah, whatever. it's AB. So it's yeah. Anheuser-Busch, and it was like an article about like... If you listen to these music, you're less likely to drink craft beer. And it's like, and, it, and I helped, wrote a whole blog post being like, this is the dumbest fucking article I've ever read. <laughs> anyway, and and it was like, at the end, it was like, you know, like, in partnership with OKCupid, okay check us out at OKCupid.com. So no, it was wasn't. Like, you know, yeah.
1: That's hysterical. So,
0: anyway, so, yeah, I see where you're coming from on like, that, yeah.
1: So the
2: wine, and the, side of thing, thing, the wine and spirits thing is a big one for me as someone who also works in wine and spirits and is passionate about those things as well. My opinion is that it's not beer versus wine and spirits. My opinion is it's more independent versus big conglomerates.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, totally.
2: Independent... Brewers should be hand-in-hand uh, in hand with independent winemakers and independent distillers yes. and independent cider makers and all of them. And it's watching out for one another no matter if we're in slightly different segments of the overall alcohol beverage industry. But those are the people that should be aligned, not not uh, craft beer people shouldn't be chuckling like, oh, yeah, sorry, we need to work hand-in-hand hand with. Anheuser-Busch. like right. That's not what we need to be doing. Right. And the and to that point, my uh, another big issue I had with the article
0: was... Um, IWI, by the way, IWSR stands for the International Wine and
2: Spirits Record. Bah, bah, bah. Drinks Market
1: Analysis. Right. I'm on that website, too. Another issue
2: I had was they made a point that uh, one of the presenters said at the conference a top priority for everyone in the industry is getting away from the circular firing squad that is competition Mm -hmm. now i think there's different forms of competition there's healthy competition there's bad competition if you're you know, doing unethical business practices and things like that and uh doing illegal things that's obviously bad competition and you're unfairly uh, gaining market share or uh, winning out versus other brands and things like that. Yeah, that's not good. That's bad competition. Mm -hmm. That's just bad business practices. But healthy competition is good for an industry. And I think that's what we're seeing specifically in the craft segment as well. You know, everyone freaks out about there being slowing growth or some people think there's like a crapier bubble and things. Right, like I fucking that. Washington Post article. I think, in my opinion, at least, what's happening is there's simply, with more people in the industry, there's increased competition. Right. And fostered in the right way, that can be a healthy thing. Yeah. Competition can help companies and people become better at what they're doing.
0: Well, I mean, it's like the you know, it's like the green flash
2: thing. You yeah. know, like it's
0: it, it's probably unreasonable. You know, unless you're really like you're already at a place where you can do it to you're going to have be distributed in all 50 states. It, given them change in the market, it's just not really that great a goal. It's better to be like, OK, I'm going to do great in my state. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we talked to Greg about. Yeah, and maybe if we have that, we'll go next door and we'll see how that works out. You know, mm-hmm. or maybe it's, you know, hey, I want to be the top brewery in my city. Mm-hmm. and that's it that's good I make money it works out you know so you know there's more breweries now than ever and it may be that growth isn't
2: growth isn't the same isn't what it means anymore it is more than one definition as we talked right. about exactly with uh, Greg yeah with Greg and also yeah. about the own premise on oh, the so. premise stuff yeah. too yeah.
1: yeah
0: Yeah. so you should go back and listen to episode 11 for sure. eight, if you haven't yet anyway
2: now <laughs> get on, those repeat downloads yes it's good stuff Um, now to uh, to their some good points a couple things they said uh, at this conference Uh, I do agree that there's room to better educate people on the front end on the service side of the industry and help them be better educated but also through that better educate consumers I think that's a good point. Yes. There's always more room for that. I mean, Absolutely. Sabrina probably could talk more to that than either of us. And I
1: have, I've, I've talked about that before, you know, we talked about things that bring you back to a tasting room and, you know, intelligent beer savvy staff to the top of the list, you know, If somebody who's going to want to connect with me about this beer and tell me about this beer, teach me something like that is what I look for. And so, um, there's always room for that in a tasting room and on the front end of things, you know, if you're if you're the face of your industry and the face of your company, basically, people come to the tasting room. They don't meet Wes. They don't meet our brewers. You know, they meet me. They meet the other servers. And if we're not there to educate them and to tell them about our beer, then what are we doing working here, right?
0: It's true. What's our What's our
2: mission?
1: Spread the, the magic, magic of indie beer. beer. <laughs> That's
2: right. That's what we do. So I think there's always. That's a valid point. There's always room for improvement in there. The other thing I think that is a valid point, um, a little less cool and awesome, but I think very important, is improving overall draft line cleanliness and quality in the marketplace. Oh my goodness. It is crazy in this day and age how many bad and dirty draft lines there are out there and how poorly some places of business do at keeping their draft lines in good
1: are you talking about breweries or are you talking about bars
2: on premise.
0: I can't imagine
1: a brew not maintaining a lot it happens you get busy that's so self-defeating yeah
2: Yeah. I, I think it's a huge deal I mean
0: I think it's. I think in a I brewery tap room, it's less likely, but it still it still happens. Mm. I will say a funny story. Um, somebody was asking about Hemper Hemper HPA they had, and they were like, and somebody was like, "Yeah, it ruined like a whole keg after they kicked the Hemper HPA. Like that line <laughs> was still like ruining they beers. Did it, without, they didn't
1: clean that line.
0: And they said, I said they didn't clean the line. They're like, no, this place. Like I know this place. They clean their lines regularly. They Pretty
2: much destroyed that line. Like.
1: I believe that. Yeah. So anyway,
2: I heard to that know. place doesn't clean their wines Yeah,
1: well the, yeah.
2: But at the, <laughs> well,
1: that wasn't it. This different is on Reddit. <laughs> so this is
0: like somewhere else in the world. Okay. Okay. Yes, uh, don't drink whatever comes out after HBA at that place.
1: You're so right.
2: <laughs> but at places that actually do know what they're talking about, like say the pub. The pub. Uh with
1: great line maintenance.
2: That's right. The lines are cleaned regularly. Would you say that's true?
1: Absolutely true. In fact, we once had a blog about a string cheese ghost who broke in while our lime guy was there. You should read that blog post. It's pretty funny. That sounds fun.
2: There's, I believe there's video as well.
1: There was video. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is
2: a super important thing. Um, for anyone in the industry, please read the drought quality manual. It's a super short read. It's only like 35 pages. Super informative. Any...
1: And it's free. You can download it to your phone for free. Uh, yeah,
2: and it's just a great resource. If you are running or working at any form of a tap room, whether it be an actual tap room for a brewery or just like a beer bar or something, definitely something you should read and the kind of stuff you should know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are both valid points, I think, made yeah. uh, in the presentation. Yeah. I mean, you know, anything like this, they're not going to like
0: totally be... Obtuse about, but, you
1: know, right. weird things. Slight bias, fine. Not completely off the wall.
2: To Sabrina's point, though, uh, at, on one of the presentations, they had four major points about how to uh, curb decline and help growth in the industry. And one, like Sabrina said, was the very slowing one. the rate of decline for domestic light beer. The second was introducing low and no alcohol products in an effort to improve volume trends. The third That's was- called Michelob Ultra. <laughs>
0: And whatever they're like doing more variations of McGlobe sure. Ultra.
2: The third was continuing to grow imported beer sales, which I can guarantee you isn't craft beer from other countries. No, they want more, more Modelo and Corona. Exactly. I got it. Dos yeah. Seki, Sure. And the last one was oh, and we should continue to grow on premise sales of craft beer.
1: Cause we gotta sneak that one in there. But well, I think also
2: gonna do when they say craft beer, they mean like the high end. Yeah. <laughs> so like half of one of those four points was actually so prepare selfish. for more space dust and
0: apocalypse IPA <laughs> and devil's backbone and super
1: fuzz. Yeah, I actually like super and funky fuzz.
0: Buddha yeah. Floridian, really <laughs> which is one of my it's favorites. Yummy. Yeah, yeah. I hate that I like
1: it. It's like
0: and it more a more variations of ballast point well, me, sculpin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, watermelon. Um, that that was the joke. <laughs>
1: uh, Bud Light orange. What? <laughs>
0: that's not. That's not craft, okay?
1: It's not craft, and
0: I'm still excited to try it. But you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let us know how that ends up. I yeah. will. Maybe I'll bring it on a future I, podcast oh, for shits don't. and gigs.
1: Please don't. Bloodline right. Orange. And I'll also bring
0: that new I'll, Fireball. I'm going to bring a case was. of Ten
2: Barrel
1: if you do that. kick Keep coming Shots fired. Let's just let's
2: just, ha- let's just have
0: an all AB InBev in- episode. Just Too bad it. April Fool's already passed. We're going to The just Warfare
2: drink, Podcast. Okay, well,
0: we just drink all AB InBev products oh for a whole god. podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, just talking <laughs> about how wonderful they are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we all get fired. How <laughs> would I mean, we get fired?
0: This is a, this is a fun fun forum.
1: You're right. We have a fun
0: forum. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we just would have to put a disclaimer. Anyway.
2: All right. Do we all have right. more stuff? Any more points on this? I'm good.
0: I yeah, said I my case. Good. Cool. All
2: right. Uh, so we'll take another break. We uh,
0: we'll be right back with more great beer and more great talk right here on Life My Beer podcast by Iron Horse Brewer. Alright, hey uh, we got a beer
1: right here. What are we drinking gang? It's orange delicious from Orleson.
0: Yeah, Orlesslin from Spokane and we're going deep in the 509 and uh, the reason we're drinking it is once again to remind you about Eastern Washington Brewfest because Orleson Brewing is one of the fine, fine breweries that'll be there and uh, what are we thinking about this beer guys? (laughs) If you love orange, you will love this beer. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it it says golden but it gives me more of a kind
2: of a cream ale feel to it. For
1: sure, and like the vanilla is very apparent. It's almost like...
2: A beer version of like a really good orange Julius kind of yeah. super creamy. That's cow. a good
0: one. But not orange creamsicle, orange Julius. You gotta understand that there's a separation between the two. <laughs> Would you
1: explain the separation?
0: So uh, an orange Julius has more of a like like soft serve vanilla taste to it. Whereas an orange creamsicle is kind of a more sugary, sticky, sweet kind of vanilla Oh
1: there. well then I think uh, it is uh, there.
0: You know, yeah, this is like a so
1: anyway. Oralson's
0: gonna be there, we got other great uh, Eastern Washington Brews, we got 10 pin, we got no lie, we got bail breaker, we got icicle, we have St. Bridget, we got whipsaw from right here in town in Ellensburg, uh, we got Drew Brew from the past, um, we got uh, Northern Ales, 12 string,
1: Paradise Creek,
0: Paradise Creek, yep, we had that last week, and uh, delicious. Uh, more great stuff, well, some cider too, and we'll have live music uh, from Massey Ferguson and a uh, band change there. We also have um, Sweet. Ah, fuck, I forgot Sweet <laughs> Fuck
1: Fuck indeed
0: There we go, sweet loose sour mash Yeah, that's what we got there uh, So anyway, it's uh, May 18th At the Pub, 412 North Main Street, Ellensburg, Washington You're not going to want to miss the Tickets are $30, you can check it out At easternwashingtonbrewfest.com We hope you come out and join us I'll be there Me too. Nice. So, yeah, we got great brews. Apparently, it's going to be so hot the fire department's coming by right there with the (laughs) siren. But uh, coming out and join us. Eastern Washington Brew Fest, check it out. And uh, now back to the show. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to Life Mind Beer, a podcast by Iron Horse Brewery. (laughs) And we're getting into our next
2: beer, Wes. What do we got now? This is Hazy's Comet from Puyallup River Brewing. And it has a, it's a New England style IPA with Citra, Idaho 7, and Comet Hops. Woo. Those are some good hops. Oh, yeah. And it is definitely... If you want to have fun for 10 minutes, try to give me a pronounced pronounce Puyallup. I, was, Puyallup. I totally was meant to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, hey, Alex, what do you think? <laughs> P- Puyallup.
1: Can you say Tequila?
2: Tequila, I can
0: do that. Tequila. Squim, I got that one.
1: Squim got me. I called it Sequim, and my dad laughed at me.
0: Um, I'm trying to think what other fun names I can try, but.
2: This is definitely one of those beers that part of the reason I bought it was because of the label.
1: Because Wes is such a good friend and he knows I love space labels.
2: (laughs) And it's a very cool space label because it's a comet shooting across the sky, but the comet itself is a a
1: hop. hop. It's a hop comet.
2: Beer that excites. That's what it says
1: on it. Indeed. Labels that excite. That's
0: right. Space.
1: (laughs) Space things.
0: It also could be a fish reference.
2: Ah. they have a song called Come. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: but it's I, my bubble you can't have
2: uh, it <laughs> reference to the comet not the fish song but if you want to believe that Alex I'll, I'll just do what I want <laughs>
1: Ooh.
2: don't ask me twice
1: it has such an exciting aroma
2: I do like that smell
1: mm.
2: once again I get the ton of pineapple
1: a lot of these hazy IPs. Did you have pineapple
2: today? What's no, I just like a lot of these hazy IPs to get a lot of pineapple from. Hmm. I
1: don't
2: know,
0: I just get a lot of bitterness on this one.
1: I'm not getting a lot of bitterness.
0: My palate's
2: just fucked up.
1: Maybe from mine all, is, because I. am uh, all
2: that bacon sandwich. Wow. That's
1: true, you did have quite a bit of the bacon sandwich.
2: I left it with Sabrina, it's not super bitter.
1: We also have a similar palate issue right now, though.
2: You did. You did <laughs> have
0: something in the middle there. I did not. And so yeah.
1: Yeah. Wes and, and I have been sampling a, a different beer.
0: <laughs> We're not going to mention oh, it because it's, it's not in this episode. It's
1: not on this episode, guys. We're beer, not talking about the it. The
0: beer not featured in this episode.
2: <sighs> I get, like, orange rind, pineapple juice, a little herbal note, um... I'll eat before this episode. Some so. mango. So, would you like okay, a snack? In your opinion, Alex, as the resident hazy expert, is this too style? Um, uh, it's a different. Uh, so, again, where's this a northwest take on the style?
0: Um. Uh, I would say it's in the older version of the New England IPA. Oh, uh, like The a old heady? school camp. The Heady camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Sip of Sunshine camp? Yeah. It would be in that camp. It would not be in the Julius Trailblazer Trillium camp. Okay. okay. But it's, it's not a juice. Somewhere in the ballpark. It's pot. not a juice bomb, But it's.
1: Not it's, dessert and pastry.
0: That's. It's different. That's stouts. That's steak. That's stouts. Whatever.
2: What do you think, Sabrina.
1: I think it's um, it's pretty light, um, personally. I think it's very light, actually. Do you
2: Lighting.
1: enjoy it? I do enjoy it. I think it's great. Um, I do smell the, I smell the citra, and I'm a little sensitive to citra since we really send it and like.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that send it to the dome, it's just, just like citra.
1: Yeah, now I'm like a citra queen, apparently. Like anything with citra, I'm just like.
2: What qualities do you get most from Citra?
1: Mm.
2: I get really
0: bright for me I get a really bright flavor like
1: It is it's a bright well and like mostly it's an aroma thing for me. Like this like it's tricky. I'm really sensitive to aromatics, but I think um, years of drinking black coffee have made my palate very dull. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I <laughs> drink black coffee for a long time and I think my palate's okay.
1: Well you you've trained your palate. Yeah, I don't, know. I, don't drink,
0: <laughs> I don't drink coffee, and I think my palate's all <laughs>
1: <laughs> So we all have issues. It's cool.
2: I get a lot of like from Citra I get definitely quite a bit of lemon. Um, a little bit of the grapefruity, but not that. Not super pungent grapefruit. I like a, c- I get like like a, a citrus rind. Yeah, for sure. Like lemon rind. Yeah, definitely.
1: But not like like. The juice or the, you know, the meat of the fruit. Just, like, that, that rind and the pith.
2: Like a sharp, bright citrus mm-hmm. kind of ballad.
1: With that, like, bitter back end. Like, mm-hmm. like makes the back of your tongue curl up a little bit.
2: I think you're correct.
1: Sister Unsteady. Woo!
2: <laughs> also, good job plugging that That's a good beer.
1: It is a delightful beer. It's and the
2: sponsor of Weird
1: Beer Watch. Sounds That's like right. uh it's the sponsor of Weird Beer.
2: If you
0: like Weird Beer Watch, it's brought to you by Iron Horse Breweries. Send it. Waiting waiting can wait.
1: Good to know. Yeah. I'm not in the marketing department. I only sit with them every day.
2: There you go. <laughs> Pretty good beer, though. I'm happy. I don't think I've had... I, I have not had any beer from this brewery before now.
1: I had not either. Uh, which is funny, because my grandma lives in Puyallup, and I didn't know there was a brewery there. Are they so. in
0: Puyallup, or are they just on the river?
1: I don't know. I think they're in Puyallup. Yeah. Is there a Puyallup River? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's in Puyallup, Washington. Yeah. Grandma, we're going to a brewery. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Get
0: it going. All right. Anyways, we get to our third topic.
2: I'm going to belch again.
1: (laughs) Fantastic.
2: I mean, it's a beer podcast, it's bound to happen. (laughs) It's understandable. Bacon sandwiches. <laughs> Bacon sandwiches. <laughs> so, our third topic is um, all about beer collaborations and how sometimes they don't go as planned. Yeah. And there is an article. Was this something you linked, Alex? I believe
0: so. Yeah, no. I was reading about this. It's from Westward, uh, Denver Magazine. And, um, basically it just gives a whole list of, uh, when, uh, so, you know, collab beers are hot, they, they work out, you know, most of them work out, which is good, but sometimes they go a little sour. And uh, probably the best example of this, uh, this article, is a beer. I believe we all had. I know Sabrina I have had. I had definitely it. had it. It's a great beer. Uh, it's called Death by Coconut. It's a p- porter. Do you think it's a great beer, Sabrina?
1: So, Ed, I was actually super looking forward to trying this beer, and I finally got to when Oscar Blues came to Bruce's place for a tap takeover. And I tried it, and it was so vehemently coconutty. Um, which isn't saying it's a bad beer. It's just much sweeter than my taste personally
2: yeah i think it's one of those beers where i would want to split a can with someone.
1: absolutely like you know no, i, I think don't want like, a ton of it
2: but a little bit's good
1: i think back to when whipsaw was experimenting with the coconut extract in their wicked winches brew that we we drank yeah um and i think death by coconut is one that just got a very heavy dose of coconut extract yeah because that's all i could taste in the beer when i got it um and a lot of people love it. You know, I, I had read over and over and over again, how great this beer is on my, my beer groups that I met on Facebook and things like that. Um, and so I was really stoked to try it. You know, I, uh, I made a mad dash for uh, for the Oscar blues tap takeover. Um, I have a, a commitment that takes me to seven o'clock on Thursdays, but I was like, I'm not going to miss this freaking tap takeover. I have to try death by coconut. Um, uh, and then I was like, dang. It's a little too sweet for me, but they did have a fantastic Pilsner that I liked, so I ended up drinking that for the night. <laughs> so, for those
2: who don't know, uh, Death by Coconut was originally a collaboration.
1: And Correct. I did not know those, that, actually, yes. until I read this. Shamrock
2: Brewing. Right. So, in this article, they outline, uh,
0: let we'll me get back to it, that uh, Shamrock Brewing posted on their Facebook page that they're uh, tapping a beer called Cheating Death formerly known as Death by Coconut.
1: I love that they added that parenthesis there. (laughs) As you know, our collaboration with Oscar
0: Blues was a huge success, so much so Oscars decided to trademark, mass-produce, and distribute. It is uncertain who owns the trademark, but since the recipe changed so much, we do not want to have any confusion. So what better name than Cheating Death? I think we get our point across. And so apparently they brewed a collaboration brew with uh, Oscar Blues, and Oscar Blues took the ball and ran with it.
2: uh, Much to their sugar. So, So... from what I gleaned, it was uh, meant to be a one-off, a one-time beer that the two breweries did together, but it sold super well. It was incredibly popular. Very popular. Beer. And so Oscar Blues uh, went and decided to make it again. And it, at this point, I mean, it's what, is it a seasonal release? Yeah, I think so. Okay. No, they can it. Okay.
1: It's uh, it's wildly know. popular. It might be year-round.
2: Okay. but So it's definitely a beer that they make on a somewhat regular basis, mm-hmm. at least. And so this was the one example of the different uh, kind of collaboration mishaps that actually, out of all of them, that I thought was actually kind of bad and shady. Oh, yeah. Other ones were, like, circumstance we'll talk about. But this was actually, like... Okay, it kind of felt like one brewery just screwing over the other. Yeah, breweries. I see that. And um, death by coconut, by the way, is a seasonal. It's available
0: September through October.
1: Oh, it's their mocha death. Ah.
0: before giving way to the uh, barrel aged Ten City, if you want coconut death,
1: which I didn't get to try. I'm a dingus. I need to go back and try that beer.
2: Um, and so here's the, uh, another interesting thing that's related it kind of makes me question at least some of the choices Oscar blues makes because there's at least one or two other scenarios where they've had, they made decisions and done things that were the kind of jerkish to other segments or people within the craft brewing industry. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a really well-known beer bar in Denver called falling rock. And they're like, Constantly, when there's lists out there like the best beer bars in America and things like that, they're always on. And they have a really incredible selection. Um, They're able to get things that no one else can just because of their reputation and things like that. And they uh, sold a bunch of craft beer, obviously, and that included local stuff like Oscar Blues. And they would sell Oscar Blues and then Oscar Blues went and opened up a tap room I don't know if it was directly across the street from them, but it was literally, like, Hmm. incredibly close. Weird. (laughs) And uh, they're like, hey, we're trying to sell your beer for you, but now you're opening up shop next door, and you're kind of trying to take some of our business. Um, Like, it's kind of weird. So Falling Rock decided not to sell Oscar Blues anymore. Which I think is totally reasonable, and there was this kind of whole little dispute over this thing. Now, is it wrong for Oscar Blues to open up a taproom there? I don't know if I'd say that, but it is a little bit of a thing where it's like.
1: Does not. You're play cannibalizing well with your own
2: sales. Like this place is super well regarded, mm-hmm. and they're selling your beer, and your beer being there is a boon to your sales because. They're so, they have such a great reputation. The fact that they carry Oscar Blues helps your reputation just by being on tap there. And then you go and try to take a chunk of that. So it's a little weird. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like some of Oscar Blues' beer. And it just kind of... There's been some odd situations like that where some of their business decisions were a little strange.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the worst story. They, they have four stories in this article. Um, you know, the second one, Cerebral and Our Mutual Friend in Colorado, brewed a collaboration farmhouse pale ale. Cerebral decided to put it in the Great American Beer Fest and won uh, silver. Oh, yeah. And and they wanted Our mutual Friend on that, but the beer festival doesn't allow it's collaborations on it that. Which is just silly. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: so, foolish, right? So, I
0: mean, Cerebral at least ordered extra silver medals and, like, gave them to the brewery and was like, this is your guys' thing, too. That's
1: playing well so with others. That's
0: less <laughs> Cerebral. That's more Great just American GV Beer that, Fest. Which
2: is silly. Come on, GVS. Like, yeah. just make it, a, like, a thing, like, yeah. you know, and that, Why do you have to have this rule that's so rigid and say, nope, you no. can't have two people. Well,
1: it just builds walls in the industry. Yeah. It, it, the fact that, you know, you can't, you can't melt two places together for, you know, this, this great creative project and then also take it take it, you know, to fair, essentially. Yeah. You know, I think that's silly because you get some of the best minds in the world working together. You should probably you know, both that
2: recognition, both yeah. that
1: project on both ends of the spectrum. For
2: right? Sure. So get on cerebral in that case for yeah. trying to do their best to include. Now, the third one is one that, uh, you know, I, I definitely,
1: is that the wicked weed going. one? Cause that's yeah. one I want to talk about. All too. right, go for it, go for it. Get in there. So the wicked weed one, um, black project and wicked weed collaborated on two brews, one in Denver and one in North Carolina. Um, and then Wicked Weed sold out to AB.
0: While it was fermenting.
1: While it was not even finished. Yeah. Which sucks. It's like, why you gotta do that?
0: Like... Uh, money. Money, yeah. I ching know. Ching, ching, ching. Lots of dollars.
1: It's the root of all evil, truly. It was just, it was just really terrible that they just sold out mid-fermentation, like well, mid-project.
0: The, the question is whether Wicked Weed was already in negotiations when they started that project or not. That's kind of it. If it was – I don't know how long that beer fermented, but if it was like let's say they started the project in January and they sold – that sale happened in spring. So three months – you know, probably they knew, so yeah, that would be shitty.
1: That was super shady. Yeah. Like that that's a lack of disclosure yeah. between two companies that have decided to work together. Like
0: yeah, like they should have been like, Hey, we may have this sale happen, you know, but like you know. At this oh, so But also they're working with A B, so you know there are no you know they're like NDAs throughout, yeah, the, land. Definitely. You know, throughout the for shows, sure.
2: you know. Uh Mike uh, like to tell the rest of the story um, not Wicked Weed, which was the other one, Black project. project. Black Project decided to take their part of the collaboration, which was aging, and blend it with a different beer and just make their own beer out of it. Right, and then and they asked Wicked Weed to take their name off of Wicked Weed's half of the project, right, and make something else out of it. And so, to my knowledge, that's what happened. I think Wicked Weed was like, "Okay, we'll do that." And I, I think it all worked out. So it sucks. At the same time, I think the end result was Black Project and FB associated with an AV project. And Wicked Weed was nice enough to say, yeah, we, we won't put your name on it kind of thing. Makes um, sense. I mean, they So it they sucks. Have to at some it, point. You're right. It sucks. But at the same time, at least it didn't end up being something like where wicked weed is saying, no, we're going to put your name on it, and because we want to take your indie cred, and we want
0: yeah, to, you know, attach that to our new yeah. exactly I high know, end. And things. I know
1: wicked weed got pulled from a lot of um, a lot of the local spots there that they were being served because you know, yeah, it, Asheville
0: definitely had some backlash to the wicked weed sale
1: yeah. as a
2: town, which is weird, but I, don't know. I mean, it was crazy it was because they were definitely minded. at that point like a uh, very huge star in the indie craft beer community.
1: Look at this picture. I've got a picture right now of a, of a beer uh, bottle shop in Asheville that had wicked, a Wicked Weed display. And they put them all on clearance. All of the Wicked Weed <laughs> things. And with a sign that says, priced to move, we need room for craft beer. <laughs> <Man>.
2: Savage. Yeah.
1: <No. laughs>
2: no.
0: Well, so the last story is probably is a sad one, at least for me, because this was such a great, great brewery. But uh, in September 2017, um, the Commons uh, brewery that was in Southeast Portland, their brew house is now brewery is now uh, part of the Modern Times Empire. Um, but anyway, um, Epic, Epic Brewing was there working on a collaboration with the Commons called Common Interests. Uh, sour Ale with Red Winter Wheat and Colorado Honeydew Melons, Oregon Red Winter Wheat. And um, it just kind of, it became, I think the beer came out after the Commons had already closed up shop. And so it was, kind of became this eulogy to this once great brewery that Epic ended up putting out this collaboration beer. That's interesting. Yeah, so it was kind of like, uh, we did this thing, but... They're, they're not around anymore. Yeah, so and the comments R-I-T. was great. The comments, such a great No, I mean, uh, I'm excited to see Sean Burke is working at Von Ebert, uh, where Fatheads used to be in the Pearl District. Mm, so man. it'll be interesting to go down there and see what they're working on once they get. I mean, they're up and running, but I don't think they're like at
2: full speed yet. They're still kind of shed, shedding the whole Fatheads thing. Have you had any comments here before?
1: I don't think I have.
2: I, it was funny. You missed out. In oh, the fall, was I was so in good. Seattle and the news had just come out and they were closing up shop. It was yeah. like, I think it was September. yeah And I was in Seattle and Chuck's hop shop in Seattle had uh, some commons. Right, like their farmhouse on. and things. And I was and like, I was like oh. it was so bittersweet. Yeah. it was like, this is the last time.
0: It was funny to oh. get up. I go to Portland, I go to Portland a lot, my island was there and then like Ross doesn't really know that, so he's always trying to give me pointers. <laughs> and he's like he's like, You gotta go to the commons. And I'm like, dude, they closed like two weeks ago. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, Really? I'm like, Yeah, I mean, I'm Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, it's okay. They're sweet. There's still a lot of great beer in Portland, so uh, but that's one that that one's a little tough. But.
2: I think it's so these instances, some are worse than others. Yeah, definitely, the death by coconut is the
0: worst. Definitely, right? Of all of Just it.
1: completely then, poached. Then, yeah. yeah.
0: Then the wicked weed one is like, it
2: sucks, but it's not like the. It worst
1: was like semi shady, yeah. like. But,
2: but I think on the flip side of that, the positive thing about this is these stories are few and far between. Yeah. For the most parts, collaborations in the brain industry work out really well, and it's awesome to mm-hmm. see breweries working together with like united under the same passion and uh within both the creative and business spaces those things working really well Uh, um
1: i i had i had a jester king collab um with was it green green bench green
2: bench yeah the sports football yeah yeah
1: Oh my gosh, so good. And actually, um, a, a gal I went to high school with in Florida works for Green Bench. Oh, cool. And so when I posted the sports ball thing on my Instagram, because, you know, I'm all about the beer-stagram. Um, you know, I tagged Jester King in it, because obviously it was a Jester King bottle with a little little creepy guy on the cap And, like, you know, Jester King. Um, and I posted and I was like, this is great beer, blah, blah, blah. And, like, whatever I said. And then she commented on it, and she was like, we helped make this and i was like that is incredible that's so cool (laughs) like how cool is that was also a Tavor beer by the way that's
0: that's (laughs) true nice find your next great beer at Tavor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i just i love a good collab and we've done the ecliptic collabs now um i don't think we've done the have we done both of them i think we missed one because it's still in my fridge okay no, we did on both. It was gigantic and...
0: We didn't do it on air. We did it at the beer share. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, you guys missed <laughs> out because it was yeah. <laughs> It was good. Ecliptic does great shit. Oh,
2: we had the Karina.
1: Oh, the we had share. the Karina at the beer share. That yeah. wasn't a collab though, was it? No, it
2: wasn't. Oh. It was good. No, no. Anyways.
1: Regardless, I love a good collab beer. I think it really brings together some great thoughts because people get stuck in their own ways and Need to shake it up a bit.
2: Yeah, and I think there's a uh, there's a lot to be still discovered and explored as far as collaborations go with breweries. Because brewery to brewery collaborations are awesome, but I think there's a lot of other things that could happen. You know, you see once in a while like. Brewery and winery collaborations, or brewery,
1: brewery and, and cidery, cidery
2: collaborations, things like that. We and did I think try you one might, of those. I agree. <laughs> uh, but you can even go even further out of those kind of bounds and say, like, brewery and chef collaborations.
1: Brewery or, and distillery collaborations.
2: Yeah, there's so many different things, and it's awesome to see... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ingenuity and uh, also like we've said the community involved in doing those kind of things and when they work out well it's awesome and a lot of those things are really interesting and tasty so
1: yes and all those interesting and tasty things
2: speaking of interesting yeah, we well, one more beer
0: well let's um, in the interest of time we're gonna wrap up this episode okay and we're gonna do that next beer as a too much beer oh. bonus episode. Woo. So keep on the eye out for that. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're kind of long for time. We got more things to do. So uh, yeah, that's all we got for you this week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Life by Beer. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen. Give it those five stars. Help us pick up heat, get more people in there. If you have questions about running a brewery, beer, anything you got, email us podcastironwhisper.com. We also accept your feedback at that address. And uh, that's all we got there. So uh, keep enjoying great beer. Keep spreading the magic of into beer. And uh, we'll see you right back here next week. Thanks. Bye.